Welcome to episode 326 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode two oh no, three two six John. Three two six. Of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, and you? Well, it's been a long morning for us. We've been at, uh, been at it since 6 a.m. and it's now 9 a.m. And, uh, and we had a big day on Friday as well, didn't we? we spent did. about five hours on, on Friday doing it. Yeah. Because I'm off to Europe tomorrow, mate. Jumping yes. on this time tomorrow, I'll be at the airport, being yeah. all excited like a little kid. Yeah. Ooh, waiting for my call. And then I'm going to be heading over to Europe. So we're away from, I'm away for a month. And so what we've done is we've pre-recorded pretty much the next month's of show and uh, shows. And we've also done Legends as well in the last kind of seven days of our lives. Yeah. Um, and you, you're going to do last man on the plane tactic? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, and you're going to try to get multiple meals? Probably am actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely doing last man on plane strategy. Yeah. Because I didn't do it coming home from Hong Kong a couple weeks ago. And I would have got through, I would have got the row. Oh, yeah. and, I, and, and I regretted it because I didn't sleep very well. Mm. And I thought, amateur mistake. Rocky. Amateur aisles. Rocky. So, anyway, I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesfy.com. Because, as you'll find out over the next month, <laughs> you're going to live a long time if you drink coffee. Yeah. Athlinks.com. Over the next month, you're going to find out how you can tell everyone you're great. And extreme endurance. And you'll just race faster as well. And this week's show, we've got some news. We've got actually lots of news this week, to be honest. Uh, we've got Age Group of the Week. We've got a high we five. Haven't, we haven't got a high five. I just forgot to delete it. We haven't had a high five in a while. Someone out there, send us for a high five. Make a good one. Okay. We want a funny one. Mm. We want a, 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 a one that's educational. Mm-hmm. And what's another one we want? Um... A newbies one. A newbies one. See? Beautiful. That's what we want. That's your homework. Now, we'll get back a month from now, mm. so we should have those ready. And we need some new age groupers, because we've basically been using the age groupers up over the next month, so if you've got any good age group stories, that would be good. Great. It's greatly good as well. And then we've got a website, is it there? Yep. And questions okay. and answers at the end. Wow, so it's just age grouper website and... Yeah, well, wow. it's gonna be a big show. It is lots of news. Okay, well, the first piece of news is probably brought to you by trainingpeaks.com. Guys, if you haven't done it already, get on Training Peaks, get to Iron Talk, and use discount code. First of all, Ironman KPR. Is this official now, John? Oh, no, no, Ironman Canada first. That was the first piece of news. Oh, that's actually probably the biggest piece of news. Exactly. Two pieces of news this week. Yes. Um, so, so what Man, happened, John? So Ironman Canada. We were talking about it, I think, last week and maybe the it week came before. Out of nowhere. No, not qu- it, it sort of did and didn't. Cause oh, you, I didn't see it. Well, I talked. To, maybe you didn't listen to me. No, I probably didn't. I didn't. I didn't see the challenge side of it coming. But there was rumblings. You know, is Ironman Canada going to carry on? Because oh, that's right, their contract was, was finishing this year, and uh, the prize money had gone down. And I was, I was sitting here scratching my head. You know, is Ironman Montreal? He was actually. Blanc. I was watching. Him. I was, yeah. Why is he scratching his yeah. head so much? And Montreal Blanc was on, and you've got lots of other races in sort of the New York area. And this is the answer. So it's but now gone John, to challenge. So there's a few questions I need to answer, and I haven't done too many peas on this because I've been worried about everything else in my life right now. But why would Ironman want to drop it? It's an iconic race. They didn't want to drop it. That's oh, really? Um, so tell me, okay, give me the cost, John. Well, so as it appears now, that this may not quite be the end of the story, but essentially the contract had come up and there's a whole bunch of things that are going on. So Graham Fraser, essentially, he used to own and run a lot of the North American races. He had North America sports, so he ran Ironman Canada and I'm pretty sure most of the Ironman races in America. 
sold most of them or however the negotiation went where Ironman now run the American races he still held on to Canada and this is where it starts becoming a bit blurry I'm not quite sure how the changeover will happen but long story short this year the contract was up for renewal um, and they chose not to take the contract challenge came in presented to the basically the council because the council are basically the ones that own the so the council is the local council is like the Christchurch city council yeah so okay. they basically are the I guess the event Owner. owners yep, or yep. grant the permission to put the event on and um, and WTC were given the opportunity to present their proposal challenge were as well and they went with challenge wow so, I'd, love to know what, I'd love to get behind the scenes on that decision because mm. you know iconics you know what you know we love challenge and, and challenge will do a great job but it's was it like the third Ironman ever was it Japan or Canada? Like yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of outside yeah, it's one of, of one of the originals. Yeah. yeah. So you know you've got New Zealand, Kona, Canada, and Japan were kind of the ones, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And so if you think about that, and you think about you know the race themselves out, like it hasn't been unsuccessful, mm. and you know, obviously they've downgraded the race in the pro field, but the rest it of it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, to yeah. Profitability probably makes more money now. Yeah, and so it's um. It's going to be very interesting times ahead because... Do you uh, think WTC will dispute it? Well, it sounds like they're going to look at doing another Ironman race in North America, uh, in Canada somewhere, so they'll maybe try to set up some competition. But it's a bit, bit tit for tat, you know. I think, um, you know, I challenged Lost Kens, um, and, you know, there's, there's two sides to that story, you know. I think that's a... WTC got a really hard time on that, um, rightly or wrongly, but it was also almost that the dispute was with USM rather than WTC. You know, Felix put a lot of work into it but in conjunction with USM marketing and when they got bought from Ironman, you couldn't really have a challenge event that was essentially... No, no, it was a bit, yeah, but there was it, all this nice talk, but it wasn't going to happen. It could have been handled better um, by the... Although it did sound as though the challenge got shafted. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I'm, I'm not maybe because WTC, well, in theory, but they came in and bought them, so yes, maybe. But when we spoke to Felix about it, he definitely wasn't happy and he was no. definitely looking at... So, you know, next steps. This is going to be really interesting. It's their first race in North America. Um, Good move, but by Challenge. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the, the question we've always had is when is Challenge going to try hit North America? And, you know, like in Europe and, and you know, in our part of the world, Challenge has a brand, mm. you know, and, and it has a brand that, you know, may not necessarily always sell out races, but is always going to get a pretty good field. Mm. And, um, and and it's a strong brand. They put on great races. We always get amazing feedback from the Challenge races. So they're doing really good work. The question we've always had, because we're not in that part of the world, is how much presence does Challenge really have in, in, the, in the North America region? And I'm sure the hardcore triathlete knows about tri- um, Challenge, but for the Joe, Joe Bloggs public, they probably don't know that much at all. Mm. But to, to take on an established race mm. that is already hugely successful... That, that was a pretty good strategy, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, well, the proof's going to be in the pudding. I'm sure, as you said, I'm, I'm sure they would do an absolutely fantastic job with the event. This is going to be a real test to see whether the Challenge brand is going to be able to pull a big size field in a competitive, very competitive market over there, um, or whether people go, no, I want to do an Ironman. I love Penticton, done that, but I want to go and do an Ironman. So I'm, I'm quite interested to see how well, this I think there's some, some different aspects here to consider with this one. Like Challenge definitely chased the pro. Like, you know, one thing that Challenge tend to do better than WTC is that they're very good at making the week of the event about the pros as well that you know their website's always updated with the pros they you know i know for the pros when you do a challenge race there's a lot of commitment to actually do media work to actually go to mm. signings and you know i remember when i was in wrote with macca and the amount of work challenge got him to do was massive but it was all to help build the you know build the race exposure and and it worked and so you know challenge will you know 
WTC had downgraded Canada to the prize money for the prize. Yeah. So so you weren't getting that same level, but also Canada sits in that funny time of year, mm. and so let's say challenge go okay, let's make this hundred thousand dollar race. Mm. Which, do they announce prize money for it? Uh, only fifty thousand. Okay. Fifty thousand euros, so about seventy five thousand. So it's back so back it's, to where it, back to where it was. Yeah. So it's still it's good prize money, but again, being this close to Kona, will they be able to draw? No, they'll probably they'll probably get some of the the journey men and women that have been around a long time, not necessarily top ten in Kona's anymore. You know, the likes of Belinda Granger. Yeah. Um, you know, so who knows? But but yeah, you're exactly right. You know, they've got Peter Reed, who's going to be who's ambassador. sort of the ambassador, and so they, they they embrace those pro athletes, which is which is something I really like. So watch this space. It's going to be interesting to see how this one develops. And also, it depends. Like Canada's a pretty big country. Like if I mean, put another race on if it's. Close to where challenges that will be an interesting little competition, mm. um, but if it's not close to, to you know, like if it's another part of Canada, it's you know, well then challenge will probably do okay. Mm. It's gonna be an interesting time, but it's, it's it's nice to see challenge finally take that step into North America, and then yes. you know as they move forward, what will be those, will they stay off that strategy? Will they just take on races that WTC are dropping? Be interesting, or, mm. but as I said, I don't think WC wanted to drop it. They just uh, apparently it's a bit of a scandalous it. week there, John. Yeah, because the athletes didn't know it was happening, and then all these announcements happened, and everyone was, "Oh, you hear the goss?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that last weekend, we've got we've got a few results. We're going to go through in a minute, but it was the last weekend for the Kona Pro Rankings. So they haven't updated the the Pro Rankings list yet, um, but they have got all the original qualifiers in there. It was interesting to see Andy Potts got the last spot in the first round of qualifying, and. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be interesting. Some of the guys that have climbed up the rankings who may um, be eligible for a slot is the likes of Jason Shortus, um, Bart Barnarts. Sorry? Do you think Jason Shortus will race? I don't know. Andy, oh, somebody gave us a name how to pronounce this last week, and I can't even remember now. Bouchery. Yeah, you go for that. Yeah. He should be up there. He's up to number 32 in the rankings. Jan Raphael, he won a race uh, a couple of weeks ago, so he should be in there. Reynard Tissink has declined his spot, according to this. Trevor Wirtles moved up the rankings. Well, this thing was doing pretty well too, wasn't he? It was, yeah, he's had top tens. Yeah, and Jordan Rapp um, didn't qualify in the first round or didn't take his spot one or the other, but he's currently ranked number seventh. So it'll be interesting to see when if he's going to do it. He's, he's doing pretty well. Is that just because New York? Was it New yes. York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won one other race as well. Rapp's, I think Rapp brings an interesting dynamic to the race. You know, like hasn't really done Kona yet. You know, it's his first mm-hmm. time there, but he's, he's been pretty classy in the last kind of 18 months. He's so on, He's on my interview hit list. Oh, is he? If, if he's going, I'm yeah. going to get in touch with him. Yeah. Oh, they've got a lot. So, okay, here's the deal. So pro athletes, girls, there is registered, and this is 70.3 as well as Ironman. I don't think this includes the uh, 5150. 299 girls. Whoa, but too trigger happy there. Uh, and on the guys' side of things, are we going to hit 500? Jeez, we are too. 537. How many do you reckon making money, John? <laughs> Not a great deal, but for the, it, 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 it's, I don't think it's, for, the, for the pros, it's good. You know, if you're a pro athlete, you pay whatever it is, 750 bucks, you can race as much as you oh, like. Oh, you know what? If I was, if I was so, still doing Ironman and, and kind of sitting around that nine hour mark, I'd always enter as a pro because mm. you pay once a year, you're done. Mm. Great. So we'll do a bit more on that um, when we do our when show. You, when in you month. enter as a pro, if you buy the license, does that mean you can be seven point threes and Ironman? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's a Don't know deal. if it's fifty one fifty as well, but I think it might. Be. So it's sure. actually, it, you know what? In regards to pros having to pay for races, it's, what's oh, it's about seven hundred bucks a year, isn't I think it? Seven fifty. Yeah, it's a good deal. So that's pretty great. 
We've got lots of results from the weekend. Okay, let's through, fly so through them, John. Through them. We had Ironman Louisville. Good to see Chris McDonald back on the, oh, back on the podium. Uh, first place in his first win um, in an Ironman was Patrick Evo. He swam 58, rode 4.33 and ran a 3.06 in 8.42. Chris McDonald was second in 8.52. Go, and Chris. Thomas Gerlach was third in 9.02. First age grouper was Chris Half. Yeah, fourth, fifth. Yep, he's wow. he's, a, he's a former Olympian. I think he was a, maybe an Olympic swimmer, so he's no slouch. Bree Wee um, won the girls. It's the first race. time winning a race. I think it is first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, no, it is because it was both for both of them. Yeah, and the one the interesting story about Patrick Evo uh, was he hasn't been in the sport that long, and he came from no background. He's a big big fatty and just uh, oh, really? got into it and but but not not the same sort of story as Gordo. But I think he was a. Just a hard worker, fat, and just decided he wanted to get it stuck in and just uh, grown and grown and grown. He's had well, look quite at his bikes chances. there. He, he smoked it. You know, Chris McDonald, who's normally pretty smoking on the bike, he put 14 on Chris, although I think Chris might, might not be as bike fit as he normally is, but still. Yeah, so Bree Wee took out the girls in 9.36. Close victory over Jackie Arendt and Tara Castro in third in 9.53. When talking about Ironman Canada... Interesting thing for Ironman Canada, and we, we next week on next week's show we have Barry Siff, and he was sort of talking. He was great, isn't great. he? Great, yeah, really good, really great. Talking about how some of the pro fields are, are getting quite thin, and uh, full respect, these guys are still out there racing their guts out. They might be having awesome performances, but they're still not, winning Ironman. They're still winning, but they're not, you know, the creme de la creme, the top ten sort of in the world at these races, and maybe a bit of consolidation could be in order. And I think this is highlighted, and I think this is the second time this has happened this year. First place on the female side of things was Kendra Lee, and she was an age grouper. Oh, really? So she took it. Great race, beating the, beating, um, the pro girls. So she took it out in 9.44. She swam 102. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? This is Subaru Ironman Canada. Uh, she biked 5.16, ran 3.20, and she won by two minutes from Gillian Clayton. Now, considering the, the strength of the field... It was actually pretty close racing. She won by two minutes, and the next girl was four minutes, and the next girl was three minutes for an Ironman. But this is like a Ginzu knife, but wait, there's more. Oh, but wait, John, there's more. Because she wouldn't have started with the pros, though. So a bit like oh, when we had that course, Drew yeah. Scott scenario, yeah. she Did would have you? started in the age group. And, yeah. Uh, and so she would have not known she was winning. The girls in front would not What was it? It's a normally 15-minute gap, isn't it? Yeah, normally 15. Again, I'm assuming there was a prep, separate pro start. They do that at pretty much every race now. So... Um, yeah, interesting. But but what annoys me annoys me a little bit is you know the, the race article and stuff was was much more about Gillian Clayton who won the pro race than it was about Kendra Lee who was the fastest athlete out there. Which on the day. which you've got to kind of say deep down at the end of the day that's more impressive than the pro winning the race. Very much so. You know, turn up to a race and do a faster time than the top pro exactly. as an age grouper. That's pretty f- kind of phenomenal. So uh, first first pro. Did she become our age group of the week? Kendra Lee, you are uh, our age, age group, group of, of the week. week. Uh, first pro, second overall, Gillian Clayton in 946, Karen Fearboldle third in 950, and Janelle Morrison fourth in 953. But then you kind of go, are you a mug for not entering as a pro? This is true. You know what I mean? Like if you, you know, like Lee, I don't know, I don't know background. I can't really judge, but it's a question you've got to kind of contemplate. If you're sitting around, your training's going to tell you you're going to be close to a certain time. Yeah. So if you know for a check that you're going to be around a 10-hour Ironman mm. and you're going to go to a race, and I know John's always said, but she's not a working athlete. You know, she might be, yeah. you know, she's not a full-time athlete, so you're not a pro. But at the end of the day, it costs you pretty much the same to as a pro as what it does as an age grouper. You know, she would have won, you know, seven, probably four or five grand out of that, eh? That's well, you keep talking about how marvellous she was. You, you tell us the guy's results. Okay, so on the guy's side of things, it was, um, again... 
Oh, pretty close racing. We had a guy called Matthew Russell from the USA, and he took it out. He swam 103, biked 448, and ran a 253, which is a pretty smoking run because he was pretty much around 10 to 12 minutes faster than anybody else in the run for a total time of 8.48. In second place, we had Ollie Piggin from Canada, and then we had Christian Bradler from DEU. Was that? Germany. Germany. Deutschland. Deutschland. Oh, okay. And he got third place overall, just under the sub nine in an 8.58.59. So it's a $25,000 race. So the $25,000 race, uh, first is five grand, second is 2,750, third is 1,750, fourth is 1,250,750. So what was first again? Five grand. So, so yeah, she, she did herself out of, if you pay... $4,250. Well, you kind of argue maybe the extra $2,200 it cost her, so she, you know, like, because she would have done nine men anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of argue, really, the extra $200 she may have to pay to join or do the race. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, so you've got to kind of go, if you are a person, you know what, awesome achievement or rest of it, maybe you should be entering as a pro. Exactly. Although I'm sure she will from here on in. Last week we talked about the midnight... Well done, everybody did Ironman Canada. Yeah. Um, a first age grouper on the guys' side of things was Grant Bouvet in uh, 9.04, which is pretty impressive. Six overall. Six overall. Ollie Piggin was second, Christian Brady third, I think he said that. Last week we had the Midnight Man. The weekend before we didn't have the results last week. Um, so the Midnight Man, for you who don't know, they started at around about 10? Yep, and basically went through the I think night. It was seven, I think it started at 7, okay. 7 o'clock. And then it went through the midnight. Yeah. Hence the Midnight Man. Uh, what if it was a girl? Midnight. Um, Should be the Midnight Person. Yeah, person. Let's uh, be PC. Impressive times. Timothy Mayle took it out in nine twenty-five ten. Apparently, he was he was going to try to go for a, go for a um, sub nine, sub nine. And Dave Clamp uh, was going to turn the header off in nine thirty. And Neil Wicks was third in nine forty-two. So nice fast times. The girl side of things. Bernie Wolf was first in eleven twenty-three from Joanne uh, Bolton and Catherine. Gantley in third in 11.16. It's a nice work, you guys. We also had the Big Woody at the weekend. and oh, I know, Woody. Yeah, the winner. The winner of the Big, big Woody, and he's in the vet category, Peter Cusack. Oh, this, nice. This is a show. show. Nice work. Uh, 9.27.59, solid time. Yeah. Uh, Bartek Holder was second, and uh, it's just got TC was third in 10 hours and 14 seconds. Might have been team. Girls, uh, Gail Wilkinson was first in 10.46, Hannah Durden second, 12.14, and uh, Claire Kluwer in third in 12.57. We had the hard man. Oh, did you, go, did you say that in the midnight man, Dave Clamps in his 50s? Really? Yeah. Nice. So here we go. The big news from the race was the triathlon legend um, Dave Clamp was here and attempted to break his PB of under nine hours. This was big news indeed as Dave now races in his 50s and the achievement would reflect an amazing performance giving everything that led to believe about decreasing levels of performance in accordance to age. Dave was represented in the true spirit of the age group racing and push yourself beyond your athletic potential. A sub nine hour race would definitely get him the title there. Now he didn't, he didn't get that time but still it wasn't to be however as Clamp slipped time wise on the run leg and was edged out of his goal still. His time was pretty amazing by anyone's usual standards nine hours oh so he got second sorry mm. nine hours 30.01 would be good enough for second place it was Tim, Timothy Mayle who produced a very even paced yeah and then goes on to the rest of the rate so mate 50 
We are. It's very solid. Love your very work, solid. Dave. Dave. Love your work. The hard man was on the weekend. Um, Milos Wolczyk, uh, it's incorrectly pronounced, but took it out in 10.33. Brendan Buck was second, 11.01, and Robert Kamarasa was third in 11.11, and Claire McElroy took out the girls' race in 14.03. We had the expedition man, Shane Boxer, took it out. 9.31, winning by an hour and 20 minutes. That's killing over it. Over William Walter and Alex Coleman. And Melissa Soper took out the girls' race in 12.44. And the last result we had was the My Titanium. Deborah Batigler took out the girls' race in 11.29 by nearly an hour over Leanne Stratoff. Uh, and on the guys' side, Lee... Sagling took out the guys in 9.57 from Christopher Sweet in 10.16 and Roger Bonga in third in 11.59. John, that's awesome. It is. Lots of results, so we skip, we rip through them. Well done, everybody. Big Just weekend. on Trijuice, as, as you sometimes do. And uh, Sister Madonna, no, we've interviewed her, haven't we? We have. Yeah, yeah. Border is, is it Border? Yep. Yeah, Sister Madonna Border. Which is kind of a funny name for a person who's like a sister. Yeah. Because you think, Buddha. Yeah. There's a contradiction happening there. Um, oldest woman to finish an Ironman. She does it again. However, how special and inspiring it is that Pendleton, which is Ironman Canada, are the 30th for the final Ironman race to have the world record set by one and only Sister Madonna Buddha, a.k.a. Iron Nun. A great inspiration to those old and young. So she was the oldest person, oldest woman to ever finish a race. And she crossed the line in a 1632. At the age of 82, she sets a new world record on the woman's side. She might even be the world record holder for the oldest person in general to finish a grueling 140.6 mile race. As it seems, Lou Hollander has been the oldest man to finish an Ironman at 81. Her splits for the day were 130, oh, hour 36 for the swim, um, 7.54 for the bike, and then she did 6.41 for the run. Nice. That's outstanding. And Lou Hollander was a name we forgot um, and we interviewed last him week. Last we interviewed year. him. He was awesome. He was awesome, wasn't he? He was a bit of a character, Lou, wasn't he? So that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. I think we talked about this a lot last week, about the age of some people doing these sports just... Phenomenal. Wow. Imagine 82. Yeah. Anyway. Tom, um, Tom Malone sent us through an email, and this is interesting given we just talked about Ironman Canada and an age group of winning the first race. Um, in fact, we didn't know last week, Jesse Donovan, or a couple of weeks ago, Jesse Donovan, who won Placid and then Mont-Tremblanc uh, last weekend, is a mother of three. With oh, kids yeah, this is amazing, eh? Nine, eight, and five, and also got a full-time job. But she does race pro. Oh, um, take the money. Got to feed those kids. Two races. You know? Uh, so... Jesse Donovan, outstanding effort. That is that is amazing, isn't it? Mm. Respect, man. Like you, you know what it's like. Me, you got two young kids. Mm. How hard work is that? Oh, plus working. Yeah, plus working. You don't yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my iPad all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has it become a distraction in your life? No, not at all. Oh, no. good. It's just don't, a, don't get games. Just use it instead of a that's laptop. The, that's the key. Are you enjoying it? Do you like it better than a laptop? Um, I can't access all my files. That's the issue. Uh, so I can't really. I just use it for. What do you mean? Okay. Well, what about if I want to do Word documents and I want to store all my files and stuff that? like that? But it's not really... The, I don't know. Anyway, other topic. Open up your mind, John. Oh, okay, Open up your mind. Okay, okay, I don't want to be online all the time. You see, you've got to be... I can understand what you're saying, but you've got to be online to have all that sort of stuff going on, don't you? Yes, on an iPad you would. Yes. On a, yes, you would. Yes. Uh, this coming up this weekend, we've got the Canadian 226 in Ottawa. Uh, it's turning into an IMAN next year, John. <laughs> yeah, it's official. Yeah. It's, it's the inside scoop. The Sado International Triathlon in Japan, I've done that race. Uh, the Cologne 226 in Germany and the Polska Triathlon in Poland. Um, 
Oh, good. John's ITU update. What's happening? John's ITU update. Um, Tim Hemming. Interestingly, uh, he's saying Alistair Brownlee's racing the high V race uh, coming up. I think it's this weekend, which is going to be fantastic. Um, the winner gets... 100k, is it? Whatever it is. It's lots of money. That's one thing. But remember, the winner of the 5150 gets a slot to Kona. Okay, John. If no. they go and validate it. If they go and validate it. So Do they have to validate it as well? Yes. What, so by doing, remember Greg, doing an Ironman or yeah. a 7.3? Greg Bennett went and did, uh, went and did Ironman oh, in Melbourne. Who knows? He may just dawdle around the course training day. Just speculating. I can't see it happening. Well, John, I, I went back and I said, ah, it's a lie. It's not going to happen. And Tim came back to me and said, why not? And I didn't really have an answer to that. And he said, he was talking to the boys on Saturday. He said, Tim's in the know. Yeah. He said, hey, hey, hey boys, give me a call. And he said, uh, he said, Ali said to him, if I get a free pass now for this year, would you take it? And he said, yes. The only problem might be nutrition. So, <laughs> so, so if, if they were to say, look, come and do the race this year, like if he's ever going to do an Ironman, it's in the next year if it, without affecting Rio. Who knows? Jeez, that'd be good, wouldn't it? It'd be spe- it, would, it would be spectacular. It would be sensational. It would bring so much attention, especially because, you know, the Olympics exposes triathlon to so many new people mm. that, you know, to think that he'd do an Ironman would be so great. It's also the start of the Olympic cycle. Already be much media possibility of him running the 10K on the track might double up with the triathlon at the Commonwealth Games. Mm. Glass, uh, in Glasgow 2014, I guess it is. Yeah. Okay, um, last weekend, John's other ITU update was Stockholm of the weekend, short course world champs essentially, Lisa Norton got her gold, having not obviously got quite got the gold at the Olympics on home turf, so it was pretty cool for her, and Jonathan Brownlee took out the men's race. Did um, his brother race? No, he didn't. And interestingly, Maker Salas <laughs> from Holland was second, and she finished third in my... House of Travel Triathlon Festival last year. I commentated her. She com- probably remembers me. Yeah. So let's yeah. just say the standard at my race is pretty sharp, is, mate. Is higher. It's hard. She she finished higher at the World Championship Series sprint champs than she did at my race. Who was who was there in your race? Uh, Nikki Samuels, Samuels and I think the other Dutch girl was second. I can't remember her name. Who you got this year, John? Uh, Brownleys. Yep, Brownleys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Gomez. Yep. Bevan Doherty. Doherty. Yeah. Chris Gemmel. Gemmel. And uh, Mac is coming as Mac well. Mac is good. Nice yeah. Curry. Uh, Crow, yeah, we'll yep. throw him and give yep. him a cheeky. Yep. She also thinks Chrissy's yep. coming out of retirement? Yes. Good. And Emma Snowsall as well. Team race, what happened? I haven't actually watched the team's race yet, but Great Britain won, and I think it was off the back of uh, Johnny Brownlee smoking everybody on the last lap. So I'm gonna go, I was going to watch it last night, but Belindo vetoed it. So, <laughs> did she? Yeah. <laughs> We're not much more triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, with the team racing, Mm-hmm. Right now, the, the Great Britain is going to dominate, aren't they? Well, they didn't have everybody there, but, but yes, yeah, if they did, like, yeah, like, yes, they would. It's just a bit of a waste of time, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, at this for, moment. For first, for first place, yes, it is. Because you've got yeah. the two Brownie boys and... Helen Jenkins. Helen Jenkins. And they've got some other good... And what is it? Two guys and a girl, is it? Two, two girls, two guys. Okay. So they've got one somewhat slightly weaker link in oh, there. Oh, yeah. They're screwed. If you put, you know, if you went Helen Jenkins first, you have the lead, put one of the Brownleys second, you'll still be in the lead. She might lose a little bit on the third lap and then the other Brownlee will bring it back on the last one. So, yes, it would be extremely hard to beat. Jeez, the problem you guys are just killing triathlon right now, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, they really are. If, if you want to kill your triathlon training... Oh, great lead-in, mate. Good work. Trainingpeaks.com. Um, one area, if, if you're not coached... Um, and you want some sort of plan, if you go onto trainingpeaks.com, they've got um, a whole bunch of plans on there by various different authors. You know, you've got the likes of the guys from Endurance Corner with Gordo and, and Alan Cousins who've got p- p- specific race build-up plans. Um, you've got guys like 
Ben Greenfield and Nell Stevenson doing sort of nutrition plans so you can get training plans for different sort of events from a whole bunch of people. Joe Friel's got lots of programs on there. Essentially how that works is uh, you, you basically buy the plan and you just drop it and it just drops into your training peaks account. Then you can just modify it however you want to. You know, the week structure might not quite work for you. So it's really easy to move things around. So if you're not coached and you want some advice, and it may be that you've got a pretty good idea on your week structure, maybe you just want a few key sessions and stuff. If you go and buy a plan, all that will populate into your account. And especially if you've been Cuts doing that the same thing out of it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, if you've been doing yeah. the same thing for ages and you just want to freshen it up, it's maybe your performance is still going well, but you just want some fresh ideas. Um, this could be a great really cost-effective way of doing it. So get on to trainingpeaks.com. If you haven't got a free account, you should have one already. Just go via imtalk.me. If you want to, if you got the premium one, make sure you use the code imtalk and you get a 15% discount. If you're just starting out and uh, and there's just there's heaps and heaps of plans on there from lots of different authors. So check it out on trainingpeaks.com. Okay, just a couple of things. Um, uh, oh, no, discussion of the week. Now, the last week, we, we, we've actually done discussion of the week a month from now. Because mm. I'm going away for a month, so we've actually used the discussion, which was the one around um, swim safety and, and how would you put a race if you couldn't put the swim on. So um, we're going to be doing that one in about three weeks from now. But, John... You're not getting away with it. No, it's later on. It's later on in the show. You've, oh, got, your really? little, you've got your little space no, later in the show. It's part of the news. No, it's later on the show because you're going to talk for. Have I got my own uh, segment? Do I get music? You got the home, your own segment. Yes. Because you're going to talk for bloody ages, and I thought if we put it at the top of the show for years, John, I've been wanting my own segment. Yeah. And I tried to do Bevan's tips, and then I ran out of tips after week two. Yeah. And then you know, and you've got lots of little segments to yourself. John's history lesson. Yeah. Coach's corner, which I've been allowed to do twice in six mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've never had my own segment. Yeah. I might just go mentally prepare yeah I'll see you in half an hour there you go <laughs> uh, so we'll just go into age gr- uh, put, some, put music some music on music okay on. I, can't, oh, I can't wait to choose my music for my segment oh this is so exciting John oh I'm, I hate it when you got something I'm glad stuck. you didn't tell me last night because I wouldn't have slept. Okay. I would have said, you, so I hope you've done your P's because you committed. You put a post, post on there Facebook. Is, there I hope you've done your P's and actually done some facts. My, my, my alarm didn't go off this morning. You know, and I was going to get up at five and do like an hour's prep for it. And, my, and I realised that when I set my alarm last night, I pushed, I went, I went to settings and pushed um, internet connection off, mm-hmm. not turn my alarm on. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do as much prep as I wanted. But okay, We need facts, Bevan. I want facts, not this bloody... Look, crap John, coming John, out of John, mouth. I'm just going to be the voice of our listeners. Okay, you go for it. Here we go. You guys be excited for This Week in Lance with music. Here we go. Here's some music. Age group of the week. Okay, John, well, it's a pretty big age group of this week because I haven't even looked at it. And it is um, sent through by Alexandra Pettit. Pettit. John and Bevan, we listen to your podcast each week on the turbo whilst training. Oh, that's sensational. That is. That is. What the, that's probably the highlight of your week, I imagine. <laughs> you know, sitting on turbo for hours listening to us. Whilst training and having done so for the past few years, a great show bringing a bit of your world into ours. Thanks. Thank you very much, Alexandra. Alexandra, yep. Um, having written to a show before... Never I, written. Having never written to a show before, I thought I would nominate my partner, Wayne O'Brien, who is an awesome triathlete, having a bit of a shitty summer. Read below. Wayne has been a keen runner... Wait a second, I was going to pull up the page because there's a little bit to read right here. Uh, Wayne has been a key runner, keen runner all of his life and turned to triathlon around six years ago. He has completed in numerous races in all distances, but his ultimate goal, like many, is to qualify for Kona. 
Wayne is a father, soldier, partner, and triathlete. I train with Wayne every day, and he has a passion and drive for the sport that goes far beyond anything I have ever seen. He juggles his responsibilities and commitments, never letting one down, following his mantra, try and be the best you can always be. I like that one. This one, yeah, best version of yourself, is my one. Uh, last year, he wanted to see if he could do two iron distance races in a season to see what a Kona year would be like, as he never surpassed the goal of completing Challenge Road. Basically, um, as ever, he surpassed his goal of completing Challenge Road in ten hours and twenty two, and Challenge Henley on Thames, Thames, sorry, in ten fifty two, six weeks apart. This year, we are entering Ironman Austria two thousand and thirteen. Wayne's goal is to go sub ten hours, staying up past midnight. Credit cards. Oh yeah, already we booked and got our places. Three weeks later, on July the 21st, our world changed forever. On the early mornings of Saturday, Wayne suffered a cardiac arrest in his sleep. Not something you expect from a very fit, healthy 40-year-old. I woke up knowing something was wrong. A bit of CPR and a phone call to the ambulance and medics on the way were on the way. We were fine, fighting to save his life. From a scene out of ER, Wayne was in air ambulance to the hospital and put into an induced coma in intensive care. His son uh, affectionately described him as transformer with all the wires and tubes that were in him. We were told by the medics that the next few days were going to be a touch and go whether he would survive and if he did, whether he would be uh, in neurological in any neurological damage being a fighter all the way he astonished the doctors and was awake in three days a bit of a miracle over the next couple of weeks wayne underwent open heart surgery and received quadruple bypass he is now thankful thankfully back at home on the long road to recovery with some new plumbing in his heart an extra few scars some metal in his chest and one less femoral vein uh, he is doing very well. Wayne has been told that endurance racing is off the cards and his way of life has to change slightly. No more thrashing himself in zone 5 and walking Walking is as fast as he'll be going. Not one to sit back, Wayne is seeking advice to see how I see what the future possibility is for triathlons. Yesterday was an emotional one for Wayne when we got back on the bike for the first time for a very short spin to see how things were. All good. We have both of us sense that Wayne has been given a second chance at life and owe a great deal to the paramedics and doctors who got him through this. Racing will take a different outlook, more about being part of the triathlon community than racing for times, places. With uh, I want to raise money for, to help those to get back to Wayne into the sport that he loves. I want to nominate Wayne as age group of the week for being a great triathlete, but above all, a fighter. Not one to sit back and to take it, but after hearing that someone you love and can no longer do, to find a way to make it work for you. Thanks for reading, Alex. Wow. Tough story, tough break. Wow, man, imagine that. Because, you know, like, shit, you you hear these people who are, you know, 40, you know, and you know, recently someone I knew had a heart attack and they were really young and it's kinda of like, wow, how does that happen? And for a lot of people, for the non athlete, you have a heart attack and there's some life adjustments that have to happen. And if anything, it's more about getting them into exercise, isn't it? It's more mm-hmm. about, you know, getting your body safe and then changing some habits around nutrition and maybe, you know, exercise so you're getting healthier. But for someone like Wayne, you've actually removed the passion. Mm. You know, and the passion that actually most of us consider to be extremely healthy, and in this situation, you know, like uh, imagine, imagine that. Imagine if you couldn't do competitive sport again. Oh yeah, if you're confined to a wheelchair or something like that. Yeah. But 
It's, a, it's miraculous that often these people in these positions, I was listening to an interview on the radio the other day about a guy, a rugby player who broke his neck and uh, and came back from that. And whilst it's they often come back and become some of the most influential people in our communities in terms of inspiring others that maybe don't have that drive, and I'm, I'm picking that's potentially what Wayne might end up doing is when he does get back to health, he'll... He, you know, he just seems like a motivated guy and, and probably quite an inspirational guy and he'll come back and inspire others that maybe haven't come from a high achieving or highly motivated background and, and inspire others to say, hey, life isn't over, but well, Wayne's going to well, long you, road back. What but. I love about people like Wayne is that, and, and you know what, this is one of the great things about you guys, the listeners, as in, as in us as a, as a group of people, is that there's an attitude we bring to things, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, Wayne's obviously been through one of the toughest things anyone could face in their life, but I can pretty much guarantee from what Alex talks about, how Alex talks about Wayne is that his attitude will be, well, how do I still still keep living a great life? Mm. And, you know, the criteria around that has shifted for him, you know, being a, you know, a top age, you know, a competitive person and trying to get places in, in times may not be realistic, but he will still be looking for that challenge. And, um, you know, that's, you know, for me, that's the thing I always admire is, is who are you core as a person and how do you respond in these situations? And it sounds like Wayne is, is very lucky, but also responding really well. And, and it does show, geez, we're lucky we live in, in countries where we've got great health systems, eh? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, we live in pretty phenomenal times. You know, go back... Forty years ago, you're a dead man, aren't you? Exactly. You know, so um, you know, so Wayne, mate, you know, Wayne. keep keep doing what you're doing, mate, because uh, you're obviously a pretty inspirational character. Wayne O'Brien, you are uh, a age grouper of the week. Okay, John, do you want to do a sponsor? Coffees of Hawaii. Okay, tell, are we going to start? Are we going to start doing this? Are we? Do, start doing what? Are we going to go into the coffee facts? Oh, you want to do? This is the same ones we've been doing recently. The medical ones that are on the next month. Ahead of you, yeah. this is what you've got to look forward to. We know all the ones you guys are going to hear. Uh, let's see if we can find gift giving as well on Coffees of Hawaii. Great if looking, idea. If you're looking for a, a gift for someone, um, get on there. They've got the little gift tin boxes and uh, they've got three coffees in them or you can get a gift card. And, uh, Do you know what, guys? If you're struggling, just like Bevan does with his dad, he gets his dad coffee. Do you know what I reckon? <clears throat> as much as a gift card is a good idea, actually get the gift. Okay. And go for like a three island one. Give them, a, you know, go for like yeah, maybe island style gift tin where you get you get a bit of three, so that that way there's a bit of variety there, and so they can maybe try a few and actually find the one they love. But you know, what? I love gift cards, and maybe I don't want to discourage giving gift cards, but it always seems like the easy out. It is. You know what I mean? And there's something about giving someone something. You know, you give them a card with a package in it. You know, it's all good. But if you actually turn up and there's a, there's a you know, there's a tin, you've wrapped it up and open up, and it's kind of cool and beautiful packaging. Yeah. And then you actually then you make them the coffee. Yeah. It's, it's just that next on. level. It's Joe's birthday. Is it today? Uh, Thursday. Uh-huh. I'm away for it. I'm on the plane. Oh, nice work. But I bought a presents. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, some vouchers for hugs when she arrives in France. Yep. And I bought her some gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the. Over the next few weeks, we're going to have a series from Mark Tinkner, who sent us through a link to um, how happy to serve you. And this week's fact, people who drink three to five cups of coffee per day will never forget this fact. They are 65% less likely to develop Alzheimer's disease and dementia. That's a pretty high figure. That's phenomenal, John. <laughs> As you'll discover over the next month, guys, if you aren't drinking coffee, significant your life's going to end, basically. So get get on get, and you need you need a bag of coffees of Hawaii a day. Yeah. But that's good for business. Recurring delivery. So do it. Guys, well, just actually while we're on the site, 
if you've got a business and you are looking for big gifts, you know, you get that time of year, Christmas time and stuff, this is a really good option. And what they, they've got a business gift program and you basically can send to your clients, you know, gifts and you can you can actually personalize them to the points, you know, to your needs. And so, um, and, you know, you can get lots and lots of sets of it. So you can get up to 50 sets, 50 plus sets, and that they'll do the shipping and everything for you. So if you, if you are getting to that time of the year where you're thinking, oh, I've got to think about gifts. And to be honest, you know, those are those real weird ones. Like I once got given a towel. Mm. And, you know, you know. I, a crappy quality towel. No, it was actually pretty good quality. I'll, I'll give some love for the towel. But, you know, you're kind of oh, nice, a towel. But whereas coffee is that gift that you can't really go wrong with. Exactly. Because 99% of the population drinks it. Most people mm. love their coffee. So, you know, it's one of those gifts that's actually going to open up and go, oh, wow, cool, I'm glad I got this one, mm. instead of a pen with your brand name on it, exactly. you know, that you lose the first time you lose it. So if you are looking to go do a bit of gifting for your business and you're looking for that little bit of something extra, check out Coffees of Hawaii and go to their gift business page, and that's on coffeesofhawaii.com. John. You want your music? Well, John, the question is, what kind of music should I choose? Okay, we've got some options here because this is my moment. This is the moment. We've got cinematic, country, electronic, jazz, orchestral, world, urban, rock or blues. What do you reckon I said? You better go world. World, because I'm pretty worldly, aren't I? Yeah. Okay, then what have I got here, John? We've got, oh, okay, I'm going to, we're going to do a bit of listening. Be ready, team. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> Just can't hide it. I can, t- I can tell. Here we go. Here's the music that represents my only segment ever in the show. Here we go. <laughs> Ever, do you reckon it'll be the last ever? Let's hope so. Because I'm, <laughs> let's hope so. I'm, I'm a bit like Lance, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> I really am. Bevan, I knew Bevan when I saw the news came out. So, just one thing when we in one of the shows that's coming up, the news had just come out and we were recording it. And I don't think we quite yeah, understood Yeah, you, un- you underwrote it. I, I was did. like, Lance is in trouble. You're like, oh, no, nah, it's nothing. See, see, I thought he'd just said at the time, oh, yeah, right, I'm going to answer the charges um, and I'm not going to you know, try to yep. stop this happening. But and then, you, and and then literally right. you left and then I read, Lance Armstrong's lost to his title. I was like, oh, back it yeah, up. So if you hear about us talking about it in a few weeks' time, it's, uh, we hadn't really. So what's your understanding really- of it, John? Bevan, you said you were going to do your piece. No, but I'm, I'm leading in. Okay. I'm leading in. What's your understanding of it? Okay. I've, I've done my Oh, look at this. <laughs> He's going to show me off on my own segment. Right. Okay, you start off because then I can I'm just come back. I'm going to come. I'm just going to – I want my, all my points put on the table because um, I, I wasn't even going to look at the Facebook post because there were so many comments on there and I was like – there's a hundred posts people, so people it's, – it's and it got people there's, – there's two sides, isn't there? There's people who are like, he's my hero – 
he, he's God. And then he's like, come on, guys, wake up and smell the coffee. So so I think for most of us who've, who've got a fairly strong opinion on it, I don't think this has really changed that opinion for, for a lot of people. Maybe for some of the people who haven't been following it quite so closely, but I kind of feel that people have already made it in their minds. So, But there was quite a few comments on there. I've got to say, for those people that don't believe this, um, please go and read some books like Breaking the Chain, um, Lance Landis, and read some some of the facts on this um, before you read the, the Lance Armstrong uh, PR machine. But, and then I think he may... Actually, and he'll tell on his Facebook page... Um, and I was reading this when you turned up this morning, had a really great article on a, a site called Keva. Oh, I'll put a link to it. It's a Tumblr site, but this guy's called Adrian Smith, a pro cyclist, Australian. Yeah, just this guy. But he's written this really good piece that kind of really breaks down all the facts. It, it does a job of, you know, he's obviously wrapping up. I've seen that through, I want to read it. It's, it's very good, and he does a very good argument. And, uh, and yeah, so it was, yeah, it's interesting. And the, the other people that still don't believe, I think the second part of my, my first comment is um, <clears throat> who's going to get the titles now this was, I was talking to my father-in-law about this and you, you've seen us uh, an image on it yeah, like showing the, the top 10 literally I think in year 2000 now I haven't got the facts in front of me but something like it was the guy who got 10th yeah we'll get it so let, yeah, like it's it's kind of if you don't believe if you believe Lance and you still think he's a messiah um, and he didn't take it, I think just go and look at some of the facts. Mm. Um, so John's definitely showing his view. <laughs> I think he's innocent. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really disappointed with the smear campaign that's going out there against WADA, against more US um, USADA, the anti-drug People think they're on some witch hunt and crusade, and they're just they're doing their job. If, if, if they've got the facts and the evidence that somebody's guilty, they can't just ignore it and go just because it's Lance Armstrong, we're not going to p- pursue this. So but John, what do you what do you say? Because one of the okay, I'm going to throw arguments at you, and I think we'll just discuss around it. <laughs> one of the arguments people are saying, "What's well, old dirt? Who cares? Move on." No, I don't. Well, I disagree. I mean, I disagree with that. If, uh, they've got to go after this. The, the way they're going to combat <clears throat> drugs and cycling is you've got to get the Big hitters, and you've got to bust you've got to them. Show them that hurts. You've got to show them it hurts. You've got to get the people. As in this case, is not just about Lance. It's also about Johan Bruniel and the other guys. I think there's five or six guys involved in this. It's not just all about Lance. Yes, he's the, he's essentially the. I don't know, scapegoat's not the right word, yeah. but he's the, the, the if face you, If of, you are going to target someone, you're going to go for the big dude, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Why do they go after all the big drug dealers in the world? Although I'm saying that, all the other guys have been caught as well. What do you mean? Well, like you know, like a lot of the guys who got second, third, and all the rest mm-hmm. of it got, have been caught. Yeah, you know, so it's not like they've mm-hmm. left everyone else alone. Yeah, and I've said, oh well, let's just go for this one guy. It's yeah. actually most of the guys. And this is the way that the only way they're going to go on it is just basically say, we don't care who you are, you take drugs. We're going to find a way to somehow bust you somewhere along the track, and it's got to be a really big deterrent. So, I'm all for the. I'm just disappointed that people are going after them because they are doing their job. Well, but then the, the, one of the arguments we're hearing is that they're not being very fair in the way they've done it. I think mean, people need to go and look at this. The, okay. I, I haven't done enough research to comment strongly on that, yeah, but you, they're, they're just following their procedures, and uh, yeah. Um, as I've also got down here, it's not just about Lance, um, and the, I really think this is for the good of the sport long term. Um, Lance has done a huge amount of good. I don't think anybody can dispute that. But do all the things that he's done right and made a wrong. And I, one of the things that hurts me about this, well, doesn't hurt me personally. You do look like you're a bit emotional. I'm emotional. You're scarred. It. Think about all the people that careers or lives have been ruined because. They've either come to that crossroads and have gone, if I want to be good at cycling, I've got to take drugs. It's the only way I'm going to do it. Mm. And how the rest of their lives have been impacted from that. You know, I can think of Marco Pantani to start with. The guy's dead now, essentially because he became a drug addict 
maybe it would have happened anyway because it was cycling, I don't know. But I wonder, I would, I would love to see some information on all those guys that went through cycling in the 80s and 90s and what their lives are like now after being forced, not forced, but having no other option essentially but to take drugs. And Lance Armstrong, like it or not, assuming he's guilty, is Well, he's kind of said he is. That. We yeah. can say he's guilty now, not even allegedly because mm. he's kind of admitted... And, in theory, but not. Yeah, and the, the other guys that are being associated with this, they were they're part of the problem, and um, and so I think I, I feel. Well, in the bigger picture of the culture of the sport, yeah, you know, the sport was. I don't know if it is still now, but at that time, it's pretty obvious that the sport was you mm. need to be do drugs. If your kids, if you think about your kids, you're growing up. If, if Thomas wanted to do cycling, I'd be like, really, Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, back then that was the only way you could ever succeed is to take drugs and the riders that were shunned there was a guy who rode on the Francais de Jure team and he yeah, got shunned from the, the from the peloton because he took a stand against us and there was just a few and it was, took, and, and this article that Hotel had on which is really interesting Armstrong was the driver behind it exactly because this guy kind of questioned well how could Lance be so good you know like you know because he was in the team that got busted in the 98 scandal and he was the guy who um, let me put you keep talking I'll find his name so I f- feel for those guys whose riders their careers they couldn't have a career because they chose not to take drugs so there's a lot of other stories that go aside from this I mean nobody's ever going to dispute Lance Armstrong did just done incredible things for cancer but um, I think for the good of cycling we've got to got to try to try our hardest to get rid of um, to get rid of drugs and you know the only way that I'm going to believe Lance Armstrong and, and this has never happened now he's said it in the media he said it various things I never took drugs blah 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 um, why can't we have a court case court of law under oath the consequences are jail losing all your money him to stand on that stand there and say no I didn't take drugs um why isn't that? If, he, if he's so confident he hasn't done it, why won't he let one of these court cases run, like the big investigation that happened, and just sit up there and say, "No, I didn't take drugs." So he then, what you, what, so then the counter arguments, you know, like because you know, you and I tend to both sit on the same page. I, I, based on the stuff I've read, and, and I, I think he took drugs, you know, and and um and and then you go, well, you know, like we we'll get like David Nunn, who just gives me his emails. Oh, the guy's a hero, you know, and and you can definitely look at. What he, how he used his influence. You know, the guy mm. used his influence to do amazing things. There's 500, 500 million, I think, the Livestrong Foundation. Is, you know, really amazing. But at the end of the day, if you think he's done drugs, then you've got to, this it's just such a hard discussion to have. But for the people who kind of say, well, why waste our money on that stuff? You think how, how much, yeah. You, wider, wider and you started, they've only got a finite amount of money to spend. I would, I would just shudder to think if you gave WADA and, 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 and as much money as they needed to go and basically try to rid every sport of psych, of, of drugs that would be scary I think that the question, really the question that, so then we've got to think about what did Lance become mm-hmm. you know for the people who are, who are on his side and I think we need, we need to acknowledge you know that, that view is that for, for those guys they see a person who overcame so much adversity Mm-hmm. And then you know achieved amazing things, and then used that to do good to the world. And the only the thing I wonder around that is that that's that picture. That's what we see. It's you know it's the PR we get represented, and you know behind the scenes, some of the some of the stuff you read about how he treated people wasn't necessarily that Ooh. good. And a lot of people are saying, well, how can you you know if he's never been busted, how can you have a, a case where there's no actual evidence? But what I what again I, I haven't done. Well, you know, I'll come in here. <clears throat> so USADA they sat on when the, when this whole federal investigation was going in, which 
miraculously just stopped and disappeared, yeah. they were sitting in on a lot of the testimonies in there, and that's where a lot of the evidence, I believe, has come from. Um, and so that was, that federal investigation was not a waste of time. So and and also there's a sample from around yeah. So the, the the testing the reason he hasn't been busted for testing is that he'll probably get off if he fought them hard enough. Those tests there's probably you know chain of custody or something like that. Maybe was not absolutely perfect, but there are a few positive tests in there. Mm, and there's, there's a couple a, there's of tests a, that. That retrospectively from a couple of years ago as well that yeah. you know so so maybe you know maybe the thing is he actually thought jeepers this time I can go down mm. you know now play it's an amazing PR it, now it's it's a it's a brilliant PR move John we'll read, we'll read you know different people's thoughts in a minute but the one thing I'm interested in is, is what happens to his legacy you know, like you know, like now we're in it. You know, now this is the moment where it's the discussion of you know of the moment, and everyone's you know there's there's this seems to be a divide. Like I had a mate, one of my good mates, Jeff, and we were just down at the park the other day having like a picnic, and not me and him. You know. <laughs> yeah, boys do. His boys do having a picnic, and uh, <laughs> and, and and he he's kind of sitting on that place of Lance the legend. And I said, well, have you have you kind of done a bit of research? And and he hadn't really. And mm. you know, like if you watched the Tyler Hamilton, you, you haven't watched the Tyler Hamilton interview, have you? Uh, I can't remember. I, I know. Oh, you know if you had. It. Yeah, it's very good, and it's on 60minutes.com. So if you go to 60 Minutes in America, it's it's very good, and and you can tell this is a guy who's not, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's that whole confirmation bias. I'm coming into it thinking that it is kind of a cheat, so maybe I'll see it in a certain way. But when you when you watch um that interview, you can tell this guy who's a bit he's struggling with being honest about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not that he's being malicious to you know, yeah. and he's got a scripted answer that, you know, it's perfect. You can kind of tell by watching this guy that you know, he's he's being pretty upfront. But we're in this moment right now where it's very topical and It'll be interesting to see how history treats Lance Armstrong. You know, like 30, 40 years from now when he's just a speck in the past, will history... Like, it's interesting watching some mainstream media talk about him now. Mm. Like, mainstream media, pretty much a lot of it has concluded he was a cheat mm. and it's frowned upon... You know, the, the kind of the, the energy or the feel you get from a lot of the content you're hearing is this guy was a bit of a cheat, he's a bit of a fraud. It's You know, it's... You know, it's it's disappointing that heroes are that. Mm. And, you know, in our world, we've got these people who love Lance, but the, maybe the main world aren't really coming out that way now. They're kind of just looking at him going, well, this guy was a cheat. It's, it's I think pity. so, but I, I, I kind of look at the Tiger Woods situation we had, you know, again, it's different, but he's back playing golf. No, yeah, but no. Tiger was different because Tiger wasn't cheating as an athlete. He, an athlete, he was. Yeah. He, Tiger's problem was that he portrayed himself as something to, as a persona, mm. and behind the scenes he was something totally different. Mm. And and that's that whole question of do we have high unrealistic expectations for our heroes? Mm. Do do we try to say that our heroes are perfect in every way? Whereas really we should say Tiger Woods is an amazing golf player. I should aspire to that, but mm. who knows what he's like as a person? Mm. And that's where that whole thing with Lance is that you know Lance was a phenomenal cyclist and. He was playing in a pretty even playing field, mm. you know. Like at the time, you know, you can still probably argue that he was one of the greatest cyclists of all time, mm. and, you know. And he was using drugs, and but you know what? It seems as though everyone at that time was as well. So, but I'm kind of curious to see what happens with the legacy long term. You know, 30 years from now, what will Lance Armstrong be looked as? Will he be looked as a guy who just, you know, was just a cheat? Um, who knows speculate that we'll just put that one out there who knows and do you think it influences the fundraising you can do I don't think so I reckon six months time depending if, if, he, if, if he loses millions getting like I'm talking millions and millions and millions of dollars 
then things might change, but I reckon he was off doing a mountain bike race at the weekend. It was on the news last night. Finished uh, second place behind some 16-year-old kid or yeah, something like that. that. Um, nah, I think he would just carry on. And, and so, John, uh, I am going to pull up some comments. Oh, jeez, Bevan. We've got 100, so we're going to read them all. So be prepared for the next five hours, guys. Tom Hibbard, I think, puts some great things up there. Nice work, Tom. He's got a number of posts. Um, Mark Denny's got bullet points. Has anything changed? We are still showing any more evidence, just the same old arguments, rehash, blah. Uh, I like uh, spots, points above. Uh, what do you do? So, yeah, yeah, sorry, yep. Frank Mivay. So Lance can now, can now get a wild card entry into Kona as he's no longer under investigation. Frank Tom Hibbard comes back. Frank, read above, I've, I repeat, no, as WTC has signed a WADA signatory and is banned, so he's banned from any WADA sport. So... No, he's not going to be able to do triathlon. Some people are like Daniel Holt's pretty kind of frustrated with the idea of, you know, why should we go back? He's got when they strip Lance of his titles, they need to immediately start investigating whoever the new title holders are with the same fever. I seriously doubt Lance beat the complete clean field. Yep, which is true. But I don't know if you can say, well, everyone else is cheating, it's okay. Mm. You know, it seems to be a little bit of that angle coming through. I don't want to read out anymore. <laughs> John, these people put so much thought into it. They did, but. David Hale, did he, didn't he? Does it really matter? Innocent until proven guilty. What's the point of drug testing if the results are irrelevant? Ross Clark, the question is who won the most tours? If you take all the people who won these tours. So he's uh, in 1999, Escartine was third. Whoever was second must have got Basso. I think it was Basso. 2000, Escartine again, originally eighth. Uh, in 2001, Kili- Kiviev, uh, who was fourth. And then Zabaldia was fifth. Kedal Evans in 2005 was eighth. And all the guys in front of him would have got busted. So that gives you an indication of uh, all the a lot of the top guys' places were 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 dirty. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. What are our heroes in our life, and are our heroes? Do we actually create unrealistic expectations for our heroes? So interesting discussion. Um, at the end of the day, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But if he if he's took drugs, busted. Well, yeah, and, and and just to lastly wrap it up is that if he took it, he actually took that opportunity away from other people, mm. you know, eh? totally. and um, you know, and and it, it was the culture of the sport, but he got it to create this platform that maybe someone else would have been able to create if we lived in a sport where there weren't drugs. But then there's bigger questions we could go deeper into. What is sport about nowadays, and is that a healthy thing? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, SLS Try. Um, one thing I love about SLS Try and some of our other sponsors is, uh, well, th- and we talk about this just a little bit with Barry Siff next weekend. Is uh, next, next week. week? Next week. He's great. Barry. Is uh, the obligation to to try to help the pro side of our sport and he was talking about that that he was very passionate about that and and I don't know for, for the race that I put on here you know I'm very passionate about having a good pro race I'm trying to put as much prize money into it when I could probably be pocketing a lot more money out of the event so ECLS try sponsor, sponsor a bunch of athletes we saw Chris McDonald this weekend um Taking second place, and see Chris back in the swing of things, yeah, eh? Yeah, t- taking second place at uh Louisville. Um, you also at Peter Vabrusic, and if you want a product to be tested. <laughs> Peter Vabrusic is your man, so he's wearing SLS Tri because he's out there racing just about every week. you got Helene uh, Bidevart, top 10 in Kona, and Camilla Lindholm. It's looking pretty hot. And uh, and then you've got a couple of... Madison McKenzie was right up there in a race this weekend as well. So 
Mate, my, my main point here is they're, they're taking the obligation that they want to support some athletes. Sure, they want to get some, some brand exposure out of this, but I think from people that are making money out of the sport, um, they need. The, 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 I feel that they've got an obligation that they should put something back into the development of the sport and um, and by investing a bit in the pro athletes, I think that's a good way of doing it. So good on SLS for doing that. Um, if you want to try SLS before you buy, they're going to be at uh, High V this weekend coming and and they're also going to be at Wisconsin coming up as well. So you can go try on there. If you're not going to be at those races, as a lot of you won't be, um, go into slstry.com. They've got the, their list of dealers. And uh, you can go on there and they'll basically show where all their dealers are across America. And also for the countries outside of America, um, who your dealer in your country is. And they have got quite a good list there. So check it out, slstry.com, and use the code IAMTALK for a nice big discount. And if you do see them in the race, let them know you listen to the show. They love, they love hearing from you guys. Exactly. Um, let's put some music on, John. Website of the week. Okay, team. Well, we've got a website here and a sent through from Tim. It's really egg. Sorry? Oh, it's E G G E. Yeah, we'll roll with that. Egg. Egg. Yeah. Egg. Tim Egg. Nice. Love the podcast, boys. And we love you, Tim Egg. I like that name. I do like that name. I just like it. It's kind of cool. I like cool names. It's from Australia. Tas- Tasmania by the look of your email address Tazzy Tazzy How come yours is different to mine John? I don't know uh, Okay Love you. Love the podcast I, I have a, a website for Ironman triathletes called First Time Triath- Ironman Age groupers are able to post their iron distance story Q&As with pros and a few t- different bloggers And a few other silly little things we're looking for more age groupers to post their way. So basically, it's, it's kind of like a, a website. I'm going to pull up because I haven't actually looked at it too much. But it's a website that helps you kind of just tell your story and have a place to store your story maybe. Is that what it yeah, is? We like to see they've got training picks on there as well. Um, obviously, there's coaching. There's a guy called Alan Pittman who uh, does, does a bit of blogs on there. It's got a whole bunch of interviews, got some nutritional tips, and then it's got a section on the right-hand side, post your story. Yeah, so if you look at the site, we just put up a guy called Chris Doyle, and he's, he did his first, um, first all, he, he did Iron Challenge Road, actually, and uh, he wanted to do it for two or three years, worked really hard, stuck at it, and ended up finishing in a time of, John, can you see that anywhere? 10-12. 10-12, not bad for 48 years. That's nice. pretty smoking for 48 years. Except for the blisters, and it's just a nice little place, and you know, you, you've got a place where you can tell your stories. And I think the really cool thing about it is if you are a new Ironman, you go to this website, firsttimeironman.com. I wonder if they'll be able to keep their website name. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Weird problems having to change your name, just be aware of that, okay? Um, and but if you're a first time person and you actually want to just go read some other people's experiences, it's a good little page, where, you know, site where you can just go and share your experience. And, you know, you might have those nervous days where you're a little bit nervous about what you do. Go here, read what some other people are doing, and uh, you can see you've even got a pro on here. Who's nice. the pro? Guy Crawford. Oh, God. Oh, Guy Crawford's He's been on here. heck. Don't listen to a word he says. On Sunday, I raced my first Ironman. Jeez, is that for true? This was in September 11. 
Maybe that was a historical one, I'm not sure. I've got Tristan White here as well. He's put up his thing in, just written a bit of a report about his swim, his bike, his run. So as Bevan said, just a cool place where you can share a bit of love, share some of your stories and uh, get a bit, bit of advice. He, uh, he uh, 850, first time man for a guy. Western Australia? Yeah, it's pretty good. Fast course, but still not bad. Not bad. 315 marathon. Faded a little bit. Faded a little bit. That's okay. So check it out. First time I man. If you're listening to this in a couple of years' time, the website might change. <laughs> <laughs> might be first time I am. We used to be I man talk, but now we're I am talk. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. We hold no grudges. Sponsor. Well, should we do that at the end? What have we got going on here, Bevan? It's been a bit of a funny old show. Have we got, how many more sponsors have we got? Yeah, no, we'll do sponsor. <laughs> Athlinks.com. We're, we're, we're probably a little bit over-podcasting, aren't we? Yeah, we've been going for four hours and 15 minutes so far. And and we went for a little, we did a five or six hour block the other day. These damn ads keep popping up that I have to keep click on, clicking on. <laughs> my my running group. running ads. So athlinks.com, um, once you've created a profile on there and you've claimed all your results, one of the things I like is uh, you can basically group them all together and diff- by different things. So you can go by category or by year. Um, so by category, I'm talking you can just have all your running um Races in one area, or you can have your triathlon. You John, the question I have is: Are you more of a runner or a triathlete? Well, these days it would. Uh, it looks like you've become a bit more of a runner. Yeah. So, so if I go into my running, um, it's going to have then it's going to have all my five k results. I can just go hone down into. I'll just hone down into ten k. I've only got two ten k results on here. Whoops, a half marathon. You've got two marathons, two forty four. Where was that? That was a shocker. That was in Christchurch. Mm. So I got my two ten k's. Oh, Governor's Bay to Littleton, right. I'm doing that in uh, two weeks, isn't it? I think we've talked about this two on the show. Two weeks, I think. Last time I did 34.38. Let's see if I can beat that this okay, time. Okay, so when, when I get back from my trip overseas, I'm going to ask you, did you beat you? And we're going to go on Athlinks, and your result will be there. And that was 2009? That's your PB. It's on PB on here, isn't it? <laughs> What's your PB? You um, I think I did 32.50 or something like that once in Hong Kong. Nice. Yeah, so got a little bit of work to do with PB. Yep. Um, so that's a cool thing. You basically, that's just got, boom, all my 10K time. So if your coach says to you, what's your best 5K time? You may or may not know it, but if you go into Athlinks, boom, 5Ks, pulls them all up. Well, it's not even that. If you're, if you're kind of regular at putting your results up, then you can see where you consistently sit. Exactly. You know, because you might have one day that's a hard course. You know, those two courses there, one's really hard and one you just had a shocker. But your coach, <laughs> may, think that, your, your coach may think that you're a 34-minute guy and really... You're a, you're a 33 guy, aren't you? Exactly. So, so check is... it out, athlinks.com. Get all your results on there. If you're not on there, get on the program. Get on the program. Get with the program. Okay, team. Questions and answers. Who's this bold person? Good old Dave and Carol Murray. Dave, so Dave sent us an email in last week. He was telling us all about the, the water in the air and how that can cause dizziness if you don't seal oh, off that. So that if, you get, great. if you get water in one ear... <clears throat> get dizzy um, about the balance the balance yeah and then maybe wearing uh, some earplugs or a cap um, is a way to alleviate that uh, I don't have an amazing answer for his second he also mentioned um, the Midnight Man that we talked about mm. so he came out with lots of great content and then he said can you just do us one favour of us and answer my question so John Here's your work. How'd you go? Yes. So he basically trained up for a first Ironman this year in Frankfurt and did some great training. Everything was was pretty good. Swim and bike, and he was he biked with a power meter and didn't overcook things. He was going nice and steady on the run. He was looking for a 335 with very consistent splits. Then he stopped to use a toilet. Having sat down, my legs then seemed to seize up, and I couldn't get them working again. I was tried he stuck to- on the toilet? 
Yeah. <laughs> I tried concentrating on form, counting steps, etc., to get things moving, but I couldn't get my legs speed turning over again. I kind of wish that I hadn't stopped as everything was going well until then. So my question is, what could I have done in the moment to get things back on track? Apart from digging deep and pushing on, I didn't even think about stopping and stretching. This wasn't something I'd planned for and I felt I didn't have a strategy to get back on track. So purely just speaking from my experience of having had similar-ish sort of things happening, if you have to stop, what I've generally done in the past is I've actually, rather than coming out of the toilet and cracking straight back into a run, I've generally eased back into it. So I started off walking and then slowly um, just increased the pace uh, and it just takes a little bit of time. Maybe in a, sh- in a couple of shorter races, I've actually gone a little bit quicker just for a short period of time and then just slowed down a bit. So accelerated up and then slowed down and got back into, into my routine. It's about the only thing I've tried. I don't know if you've got any um, pearls of wisdom there, Bevan. No, I think you just got to try to figure out how you're going to move better, you know, and, and what can you still, the question is what can you still control, isn't it? So going back to process thing and, you know, it's hard when you, because it almost sounds like you kind of hit the wall really, doesn't it? So... <clears throat> it's you know what okay so what do you focus on you focus on rhythm mm-hmm. so even rhythm within the movement you have so you know and then you try to remove tension so you're still efficient in the way you're moving so if you think about you know when you're in that place often it's just all a little bit hard and and where does your focus go it tends to go on why is this hard you know my legs are sore oh my god my legs are sore and so you tend to run awkward you know there's that saying ugly running and I think you know for a lot of people once they get to that place they just kind of run ugly and it's more with the restrictions I have, how can I still run successfully? Mm-hmm. And to use around that question, so you you know you might have to decrease your stride length, but you might be able to keep your turnover up, and you might be able to find a nice rhythm. And then you know, are you holding tension in your shoulders? You know, are you starting to bend forward from the hips? You know, all those types of things that you can think about that will help you relax. But then even just things like rhythm, just maybe even trying to find a beat in your head that can just help you find a rhythm because often if you can get rhythm then you start Devin's got the rhythm now <laughs> he's <laughs> rocking and rolling all over his seat I'm loving it but um you know, but it's true but once you you know often when you fall off the wagon it's when you've lost rhythm mm. and when you're really really fatigued that rhythm you know it's really hard to maintain that rhythm so you, you what you want to do is maybe find the things you can still control and then try to find some rhythm within it and you may find five ten minutes from now you're actually back to a place where you feel comfortable I think the thing with Dave I think I can empathize with where you're at is it's just those legs just yeah. feel like bricks and I know I certainly experienced that um when I was doing the marathon, when I had a good run in the marathon, as I was doing the run walk, and when I stopped to do my walk breaks towards the end, it was a real effort to, to get going a bit. So I, I think often just you know, just maybe stopping and get going again, stopping just and have a quick walk, maybe shake your legs out a little bit as well, just stop there and just giving up a little bit of time doing things like that, um, and maybe just do just maybe just a little bit of interval work. So run a little bit, have a little bit of walk, run a little bit, and just try to get back into a rhythm. It's, there's no easy answer. By that stage, your legs are pretty shot to pieces. Well, I think the other thing is, is how fast can I go based on the conditions I'm in right now is a mm. question to ask. You know, that a lot of people, once they get to that moment, they kind of just give up. And I know when I look back at my time, Jesus, I swore a lot today, but I know when I look back at my time, there's definitely some races where I could have gone faster, where I got to a point where I was aiming for a goal, and once that goal slipped, I just kind of gave up. Mm. And um, and I know as I you know as I set goals for races nowadays, I kind of go, well, 
it's actually that moment I want to learn about myself and I want to develop myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a lot of people, they get to that point where they just get to lead and they are oh, bugger out, I'm just going to make sure I get home. Mm-hmm. And you, you almost go from one extreme to the other. You go from, okay, I've got this great goal I'm trying to achieve. And then once that gets out of reach, you go, oh, bugger out, I'm just going to finish. And the better question to have there is, based on the conditions I have right now, how can I go as fast as I possibly can? Mm-hmm. And even just putting that question in your head can help you focus on things that are going to help you control your speed at the best that you can do. So, um, worth considering. Last week you mentioned a few things that Frank McVeigh talked about. I think about. it was a white one, wasn't it? No, Frank McVeigh sent this one through. Okay. Um, it may be the same information, but it had a few facts that I thought were fascinating. Um, so this was Ironman New York. They had 4,000 volunteers on the day. Um, some of the, This is just a couple of random stats. The health side of things, they had 700 doctors on hand on race day. Really? It just seems bizarre. That, yeah. seems, that seems wrong. It does. Maybe I that think was, that's wrong because maybe, maybe medical help. Yeah. But doctors... Yeah. So you've got a doctor basically for every, one doctor for every two athletes almost. Maybe every three, yeah. I don't know. No, I think that's wrong. It's in bold and it's Well, it must be true. Yeah. Um, 200 cots with IV drips in the medical tent. Yeah, I believe that. But you've got got four doctors for every one of those, three doctors for every one of those. Um, 42,000 pounds of ice on the race course. Um, One request from an athlete to helicopter his wife around the course to spectate. Uh, 400 pizzas for athletes at the finish line. I and I found this one hard as well. $30 million in bike value. I found that hard to believe. Yeah, I haven't done the sums on that. Okay, well, let's, well, let's let's say, sums. say um, Average bike, six know, grand? So, so, yeah, and say there was... Uh, 2,000? No, so maybe say 2,500. $15 Yeah. So maybe New York people have better bikes. They have $12,000 bikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Must have been. No, that would. Yeah, I can. I can understand that. You know, I, I think you, what did you put inflated. in? Six six thousand. Did you put in six thousand for your average bike? Average. Mm, I'd be. Yeah, and I'd probably say more like nine. Maybe. Really, average. Yeah, mate. No. You, you got to no. Okay. Yeah, but you ride downhill and you ride uphill. Watch average speed. It always goes lower, doesn't it? it doesn't go higher. Yeah, you go and look at. Um, I don't know if that's very good. In Kona, you know, <laughs> you look at the bikes in Kona and stuff, and I know this is not Kona. It's expensive gear on there, Bevan. Yeah, yeah I still say because you've got to think this is American dollar yeah. as well. Mm. In America, so like my bike costs, if I'd paid full price, six thousand. Yeah, race wheels on that be up to eight, nine thousand. Yeah, but it's New Zealand dollar, so it's about mm. back to six. <laughs> Not quite these days. Um, True. That valuable come uh, three requests from men who wanted to propose at the finish line of the race. Um, I wonder if they let them do that. Don't know. They probably wouldn't because it'd be you know. Yeah. Someone's running over the top of you, get on your knees. Yeah. Oh, he's falling over. So there was just a few stats. One other thing I've got, to, somebody posted on our Facebook page, I was giving um, athletes a really hard time at uh, yes, you were. Race the other day. Yes, so you were, John. What are they all John. wearing bike shoes for? Those morons, what are they doing it for? And somebody posted that apparently there's a rule in the States, and I'm not sure if it was at this race or not, that you have to wear your bike, you get off the bike and you have to keep your bike shoes on into transition, which seems like a bizarre rule. Carlin, how's that last name? Oakson? Yeah. Yep. She's saying, John, you don't know what you're talking about. You're meant to be the, the voice of our sport. Mm. And what have you done? She, oh. she said she did Ironman Canada in 2007, and the rule for age group is where you are not allowed to have your cycling shoes attached to your bike. We had to wear them in transition. Different rule for pros. I wonder if they had the same dumb rule in Quebec. Doesn't matter, because next year's challenge, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. So that's, any other questions or answers? That's about it. 
Okay, then, so check, check, check that out. Okay, guys, so last sponsor. Extreme Endurance. If you want to get some of the original Extreme Endurance, um, it's got the informed choice tick. What does that mean, John? It basically means it's been approved informed. as informed and, uh, and drug-free. Check oh, it's a drug okay. Yep, and uh, to get yourself Extreme Endurance, $39.95, and that's basically going to last you a month's worth, and that'll be enough to, to have the proof in the pudding. So for a small expense, if you've got a... a According to this, when we had the $30 million, that means each bike must be worth $12,000, if that stat is correct, working off 2,500 athletes. So you've got a $12,000 bike, and you've got to spend 40 bucks on some supplement that's going to significantly improve your race. It's a good investment. Do you know what, John? What? I'm going a little bit back to this weekend lunch right now, because I know how much you love it. Okay. Yeah. I think what, what people should do is put social pressure on them to do a lie detector test. <laughs> you know, what I mean? if someone were to start a Facebook page, Lance, we just want you to be honest. You know, come on, come and come and do a lie detector test for us, and get it like you know, if we got ten million likes, and it's just like you know, what's not even about the drugs, it's not even about you won't get banned. It's just sit down, do a lie detector test for us, and and hey, if you if you get away well, with it, it's all good. also those um, there's, you know, lie to me the TV program. I know it's um, that's fictional, but. The, there's people out there that have got they, they can read liars now that threaten their facial expressions oh really everything. yeah it's, it's pretty but I think it would be you know like take it away from the governing body take it away from everything just like as the fans Lance we want to know you know let's do a Facebook page and you know you get 15 million people going Lance just do a lie detector test you got nothing to hide do it for us you know because he's playing the everyman guy now he's playing oh you know you know there's, there's this big witch hunt against me I'm the victim of people who you know you know these bureaucracies come from the fans going you know what Lance we just want to know mate just sit down do a lie detector test do it in public we've got nothing to hide we'll, you know, we'll organise the lie detector for you if you've got like 20 million and he turns that down why would he if, he if he's totally honest he's got nothing to hide there you go I'm sort of a genius no, idea there, I, want him, I want him in a court like the Balco situation no but a lie detector test they're pretty good aren't they well I don't know I don't know enough about it I mean, I'm a facts Bevan I don't want well but if he gets on there and he says I did not take drugs, and it goes beep liar. And <laughs> 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 then that's the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's game over. So there you go. That was my contribution. That's how I contribute to this week and last this week. Okay. So, uh, so if you want to get extreme endurance, go to xendurance.com. <laughs> was that still the ad? <laughs> yes, you were bloody. You hijacked my ad. Sorry. Um, and check it out getting extreme endurance for thirty nine ninety five. somebody start that campaign someone start it and if we can get like 15 million views or like likes or something like that I'll like it you'll like yeah. it eh yeah of course I will because yeah, 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 John's yeah. always on Facebook and I'll like it and then you, John will like it they'll probably bring another million people anyway and then if, imagine if we could make that happen and it started from this moment here Right, he would never do it, but would he? He wouldn't. I tell you what, why not? He's got nothing to hide. I tell you what, he should do on the seventh of November, two thousand and twelve. He should do the Extreme Endurance Marlow Rowers Revenge Triathlon. So Extreme Endurance is sponsoring this. Um, it's on Sunday, the seventh of October. The Rowers, Rowers Revenge involves a choice of a sprint, two k ergo, or the standard with a four k ergo row. Both events are followed by a twenty three point four k bike and finished with a five k run. So basically, do yourself a rowing triathlon. I like John, it, John. How I care about I'm going back to my. I'm going back to my oh, Dave Nunn. I'm tired of David I'm Nunn. Tired of, I'm just like no, because Dave I'm Nunn tired. seems to be he's my, he's my hero, and, and oh, it can't be wrong. Dave Nunn, I want you to write a genuine Facebook page up, okay, Lance? You're my hero. Always, I want you to write a million of them already. No, 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 no. But with my my angle, okay, Lance, you're my hero. Mm-hmm. 
And I want you, you know, I totally believe you. And I want you to prove to the world that, you know, and come from that place because you totally believe in them. Come from that place and then put up a Facebook page next, oh, I'm waiting for next month. <laughs> but let us know and we'll let the audience know what the page is and we'll start and then hopefully we can get some PR around it. Yeah. And we'll send it, you know, to some like start with triathlon websites. Mm-hmm. And then you start sending it to bigger media. We'll get Mike Plant on the job. Yeah. He knows how to play the game. And then we'll get that, that 15 million. And then Lance will have to do it. Okay. And if he doesn't, then we can just assume his guilt. Let's do because it. it's coming from the people who care. Okay. It's from his fans. It's not coming from me then. <laughs> no, but you can like it. Because you can like I it because like you want to see the answer. Yeah. And then we can have this big media event here. And hey, you can say, look, fundraise for cancer. So you're going on holiday then tomorrow? Oh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm cancelling my holiday do this. <laughs> What are you up to, Jombo? Sponsors? Uh, sponsors are? Uh, Coffeesofwire.com. Um, come on, Lance. com. <laughs> Do the test. And Extreme Endurance. Dave, set it up. Okay, John, what are you up to? Uh, what am I up to? We're off to Queenstown on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Nice week down in Queenstown. A week? Yep, pretty much. What for? Whole family vacation. But it's not school holidays. Uh, it doesn't need to be. But kids need education, John. It's a problem with today's world. You take your kids out of school for a holiday. They get like 12 weeks holiday a year. He's at preschool. We're okay with that. John. When he, when he's Once he's at school, I agree. It's going to be a bit more an issue. Um, but hey, we're going to Queenstown anyway. So uh, What are you doing? Have you got a house? Yep. Well, we've got a, a, a timeshare. So. Oh, do you have a timeshare? Well, we don't, but the in-laws do. Timeshares are a bit of a waste of money, aren't they? Well, they were, but there was an inherited timeshare. It's one of these things you inherit. And, but don't uh, you have to pay for it every year anyway? We do, but the good thing about them, it kind of forces you to have a week away, which is kind of good. So we go to Queenstown once, once every year. And you always go to the same place? Yeah. You can swap them back, can't you? You can kind of go. Yeah, a little bit. Move rooms and stuff. Timeshares, yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a... Do you, do you pay for it or do the in-laws pay for it? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> 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 oh, he's investing all that money in that timeshare. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what do you do uh, when you're in Queenstown? Uh, do you go we'll skiing? Get, we'll go out for a day of skiing. Yep, nice. take Tommy out for a bit, of, a bit of a ski. Uh, not any longer, I'm not. No. Mm. Um, do you worry about injury? No, I don't. Because mm. it's not that hard on the uh, the beginner slope when I'm with the kids. <laughs> okay. True. But you, Bevan, you're packed, you're ready to rumble, you've got everything sorted. Yeah, I haven't done anything actually. I'm, I'm that guy who packs it out before I go. Mm. But what do you I need? I feel Joe's frustration <laughs> already. <laughs> I can just, it's its breathing out of these walls. She'll be going mental. You guys will be having arguments for Africa this last week, I bet. No, we haven't actually. Last night was a little bit tense. So I did get the whole, can you do this now? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, like, like you, you know, yeah. and you, there's no, don't be stubborn. Mm. Just do it. She gave me the do it now look. And so I, did, I definitely did that. Um, poor Joe, my poor Joe. I love my Joe. But she's kind of getting it from all angles right now. Because her work are changing location and it's her job to arrange that, but she's going to be away. And so she's getting it from work. Because we're going away for a month for our business she, she, and she works on the business, she had to do a lot of work there. Um, I haven't packed. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to me about that stuff. I travel a lot, so I know the tricks, John. Yeah. I know the tricks. Just throw it all out. Throw it all in. Make sure you've got at least two pairs of undies. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. Couple pairs of socks. You can't go wrong. Exactly. Because you can wear undies once and you turn them inside out the next day. Exactly. Four days worth. Yeah. Can't go wrong, John. Yeah. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Is, it is that thing that you've got to work so hard to get a break. Mm-hmm. And so, and admittedly, I'll have to do a little bit of work while I'm away, but not too much. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be meeting a few friends over there. One of my very good friends, Chris. Um, I'm going to meet, meet up with him in the UK. 
I'm going to spend a week with my mate Fraser, who's the guy who listens to the show and uses it for education when he's teaching English, which yeah. is bloody brilliant. Um, I'm, meeting, I'm spending a week with him and his partner and a couple of other friends in Safa, France. Has he sit there in the, in the class going, this is not how to speak English? No, I think he's saying this is perfect English. <laughs> Particularly yeah. my, my, my mumbling kind of crap. So, um, so, so I'm going to be doing that. And then I've never been to Italy, so I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to going to Rome. You been to Rome? Uh, haven't we discussed this last week, or we may have discussed it in the weeks ahead? Keep your hand on your wallet when you're travelling in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, especially don't, don't in Rome. Don't trust the Europeans? Don't trust anybody in Rome. Really? Very pickpocketing and stuff is rife. So where do you get around You'll be it? blown away by the amount of You were disappointed tourists. in Paris last time, weren't you? Paris. Because no? I remember you came back from Paris and you're like, so many uh, homeless people. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you'll be surprised. There's the, just the sheer volume of tourists is just... In those places? Yeah, it's just insane. I've never really done a, a big city as a holiday. Like, I've done... I've been to big cities, but it's often for work, but I've never really gone and hung out in a big city for, like, a mm. week or something just to have a, a relaxing time, so... Embrace the culture. So, so I learned some French? Give me a French... Yeah. Give me one. A what? What would you like? Some French saying. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? <laughs> Je m'appelle Bevan. Wait a second. Wait a second. Ton... Do that first one. Go. Wow, you must know that from the song. No, say it again. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Don't know what you'd be getting with that. I would have probably preferred my one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean? Will you sleep with me tonight? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I go to the shop go, will you sleep with me tonight? Yeah. Great. I might come back single. You might. Yes. Because don't oh, Joe, Joe like me go around. Civil say. play is the main one you need to know. Civil play. Civil play is play. Wait, say it again. Civil play. Civil. Civil play. Civil play. Civil play. What's that mean? Pano chocolat civil play. Pano chocolat civil play. Pano chocolat. Pano chocolat. Civil play. You'll get yourself a nice little chocolate croissant. John, I have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous of the Android right now. Oh, yes. Because this is this Google app where you speak into it as English. And it translates it. You could use that when we're in Kona. What do you mean? <laughs> so you mean? <laughs> the Americans can understand you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't understand that. Hold on, I'm just grabbing my phone here. <laughs> I'm from New Zealand. I am from New Zealand. <laughs> so anyway, so for the next month, guys, so basically what's happening over the next month is John and I have already pre-recorded. So there's not going to be much in the way of news front, which is a little bit gutting, but that's okay. Luckily, it is quiet news time other than the 70.3 World Champs. But um, we've got interviews each show. We've got Gordo. We've got um, Nell Stevenson. We've got the Decaman. Decaman. When we've got uh, Barry Siff, I think next week. Um, and I think that's it. Four, four or five. I yeah. Think. And then um, and back for one. What week. was the Decaman's name? Andrew Hassard. Hassard. He was he was a bit of a character too. And uh, and then we'll be back pretty much in the studios. One week, and then we're in Kona. And then we're in Kona. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You look forward to Kona. Yeah, no, it's good. I've just started uh, getting my hit list ready. So if anybody's got any suggestions, just either email them to me or Facebook. Or email them to me. I don't check Facebook for that much. Um, so you guys, have, I, I did notice that we actually have on Facebook in our page, there's a place where you can email us. Don't do that because no, I've never checked it. Yeah, I very I, from time to time I do. But like, I will, so if you want to post stuff on the wall, all good. But don't email us messages through the I Am Talk page. If you need to email us, it's um, I Am Talk at gmail.com. I Am Talk podcast, sorry. Remember we used to always stuff that up? We on the first 3 show. Why did we not get many emails then? <laughs> no one ever emailed us back in the days. Anyway, here we go. Have a good holiday, Bevan. Thanks, and, and you? I'm Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.